Hi guys, it's Omer from MMOs.com, and we'll be doing the MMOs.com podcast episode 77. And uh, I am joined by... Altai? Gumble? Matt? And that's it. And if you guys notice, I led the intro this time. And it was a little bit sloppy, because Altai is uh, currently away in a secret mission in Turkey. Secret mission, huh? Building, building the tank. Receiving, receiving delivery. The Altai yeah, tank. coming along? He can't talk about it. It's secret. But uh, this week, propaganda. a lot of stuff happened this week, and we want to talk about BlizzCon. We want to talk about uh, G-Star. But as usual, we have to start the week off with the weekly raid. I, I brought my gear. Raid. I brought my food. I got my ex I'm rested XP. I got my dice rolls ready to roll neat on everything. Gumby, take it away. So since we're pretty much obligated to talk about it, we're just going to bring it up right now. We're going to talk BlizzCon. We want to know... What the highlight was from BlizzCon. Uh, some of the big news items that were gone over on day one was Diablo 3 getting the Necromancer, a Diablo 1 recreation dungeon. We got the Overwatch League, which I think is some pretty big esports news and a lot of BlizzCon focused on esports, which just shows you how much people care about it. Heroes of the Storm is still getting updates. That's nice. Uh, Hearthstone, new Hearthstone expansions bringing players back, like Allure, and Sombra was finally announced. No one was surprised by that one. <laughs> so I'm actually curious. We could also bring up uh, what was most disappointing. Uh, for me, I will just say uh, my favorite thing and the most dis disappointing thing was the Diablo announcement. I'm a big Diablo player. I love Diablo. And I was hoping for an expansion. We didn't get that, but I am happy to see the Necromancer coming into the game, the Diablo 2 Necromancer. So cool stuff. So uh, roundtable discussion. Let me know what you guys think was the highlight or most disappointing uh, I guess I'll go ahead um, I think for me the highlight was probably the Diablo one thing it's cool I mean it's not really a huge thing but I mean it's just it's neat I mean it's definitely gonna put a different twist on the whole Diablo 3 gameplay with the the filter and the eight directional movement I, I I mean I was disappointed that there wasn't an expansion too and I literally cringed when they said character pack I just I just cringed. You're not the I'm only one. Like, we all cringed, I think. I'm sitting there like, please, please don't just be the quote-unquote two characters, the male and the female, and it's like 15 bucks. I'll, I'll cry. Blizzard, I will cry. But um, I, I was actually underwhelmed as a whole. Like, I'm not a huge Blizzard fan. Like, I, I'm not as attached to him as everybody else is, so... To see just the, it's just more announcements to me. It's, it's not anything that like I'm really super excited about. I mean, Sombra's cool, but um, you know, it's just yeah, I, everybody saw it coming. It, it was too long in the making, and I mean, I, I think the whole Overwatch League thing. I, I think they need that, but it affects me in no way whatsoever because I don't follow well, esports. Matt, you, so. you you didn't think the the Sombra announcement was cool? The way they did it was uh, at first. They were, they were just going through announcements and they said, we want to go a quick yeah, no, recap. I, I thought it was cool, but I mean... For, for those that didn't see it, coming. too, they were doing the... They were saying, oh, we're going to take a quick recap at the history of Overwatch. And they show a trailer of them working on the game in the studio. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the feed gets hacked by Sombra. And, that's, and then her introduction uh, video came out that way. And I thought it was really cool. Uh, I'll take it from here, too, then. I think... Um, I've been a little bit disconnected from the core Blizzard games for a while. Uh, on the WoW front, I haven't played since Pandaria. On Hearthstone, I haven't played uh, in, in a little while, but Hearthstone is probably the most recent... Uh, well, Overwatch, actually, is the most recent game I've played. I played last night, actually, for the first time in a while. Actually, a lot of fun since uh, Soldier 76 got buffed recently, and I got a chance to play him again. I won my ranked games last night. 
And uh, the I, th I think I was most excited though for the Hearthstone uh, expansion. I feel like I've been playing a lot of Shadowverse, and playing Shadowverse made me realize that how much fun uh, CCGs can be again. And uh, I, I played Hearthstone. I loved Hearthstone, so this could give me a reason to go back to Hearthstone. And I actually have a few friends that have been playing Shadowverse, and they flipped the Hearthstone, even though they, they they stopped playing Hearthstone. And the reason they played Shadowverse is they got bored of Hearthstone, and they're flipping back now after they see the expansion, what's coming up next. So I'm actually excited to, for the new expansion in uh, in Hearthstone myself. Um, for me, yeah, the Hearthstone thing uh, was was pretty good. The the trailer for the Hearthstone expansion, Mean Streets of Kazakhstan, is really good. It's a really good fun trailer. It's got a little theme song. I think theme songs are very underrated. Um, the biggest disappointment was Diablo. We remember, I remember we talked about Diablo. People said Diablo Four was coming out. Some people said Diablo Two was being remade, mm -hmm. right? And all we got was a paid class, right? Well, we got Tristan being remade, all right? Diablo One being okay, remade. I just want to throw it out there that anybody that actually expected Diablo 4 was hopeful out of their minds. I was I mean, hopeful. Four. I was hopeful. I did four. not expect it at all. There was a four-sided dice. Ah! The only thing that I expected was, like, Kotaku was dead certain that their industry source had said that StarCraft HD was coming. So, I mean, I kind of expected that, but it wasn't something I was super hyped about. So, well, I mean, the, the, oddball the, the rumors were crazy, though. The oddball news for me was um, StarCraft DeepMind. So StarCraft, Blizzard, and Google are, um, are going to work together now. And Google's going to try to make an AI, uh, their AI DeepMind, to beat uh, the best players in the world at StarCraft 2. I kind of was expecting this, actually, but I was expecting Brood War, right? Because Brood War was more popular. But I do get why they did StarCraft 2. So Because the AP, they're going to make an API now, so the, so the computer can like read like, all the old matches, like replays. And kind of teach teach itself how to play, and then it's got to basically beat the best players. And here's an interesting thing: they're gonna lock the um, AI um, actions per minute APM mm -hmm. at the level of a top player, so it won't have an APM advantage necessarily. It's pretty cool, actually. So, do you guys think this will happen? This will, will the AI beat the top StarCraft players? I think it's inevitable eventually. I mean, people thought that. Um... Watson wouldn't be able to uh, beat the top Go player, but look what happened. So it wasn't Watson. It wasn't Watson. I Watson was IBM. Sorry, okay. Watson beat Jeopardy. All right, so DeepMind actually did beat Go, so I expect it eventually. But these are two very different games, remember. It's true. Games like chess and Go are what they call perfect information, where the AI can always see everything, right? Whereas in StarCraft, there's something called Fog of War. So... At any minute, the AI doesn't know what to do because it can't respond because it doesn't always see what the other guy's doing, right? Whereas in chess, you know, every time they make a move, the computer can play a billion games instantly, right? And see what, what the end game is. Whereas in, in StarCraft, it's always in flux. There's no, you know, the, the AI is blind, right? It has to actually have its own strategy. Altai, did you, did you, listen, to the, did you listen to the talk about DeepMind at BlizzCon? Because I actually want to watch it. I, I didn't see it yet because I'm curious to see, like, what level they're at right now like is there can it do anything yet like they're showing off this it's video very, but it, no, there's nothing it's very here. early and 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 blizzard said they're going to make a special like api where the computer can see the game differently than humans do right through like the mm -hmm. minimap like they want to see like the blotches of like yeah. where the units are and stuff so already it's kind of a cheat in my opinion right because the ai is going to see a different visual than the player is yeah, as long as they don't have, like full map access, it just it, I think it just oh, yeah. kind of converts like the, the the units and stuff into colors. Like it just yeah, makes that easier. It's the same. If the information is parallel. Yeah, it's, it's the same matter, information. Right? Yeah, and, and it will have fog of war. Yes, 
it's but, just but, the way that they're uh, I, I think they looked at it as what are you supposed to do have the camera scan over so they can see everything yes. that it can see every time like I, I want a camera facing a screen and then you know the, the you know um the AI imagine, moving the mouse imagine you know? the processing power that would take though you know to oh. like take the picture look at all these shapes and like figure out what they are in real time as it's scanning over the entire map that would take so much no, processing i, I think power. you can convert it pretty easily just the colors like uh, uh, that's you know a different discussion but i think uh what do you guys think about like in the future if this does work and if because gonna be inevitably if in like two years let's say DeepMind, this not uh, Google's AI engine can play StarCraft professionally, beat the pros. Do you mm -hmm. think like the esports scene would be like kind of crippled if like let's say five years from now, six years from now, every pro game, League, uh, Overwatch, CS:GO is just dominated by computers? And do you think we'll no, ever reach they a point? Be allowed in. But do you think we'll ever reach well, a point where there'll be a parallel league where Google runs an AI, Microsoft runs an AI, I run an AI, and we all enter a tournament together of just like five AIs, and whoever's AI is better wins? That'd be cool. I think that won't be the problem. I, this will be the problem. Imagine I'm playing Overwatch at home, right? I download a program, I just run it, and then I open Overwatch, right? Mm -hmm. And then guess what? It just plays for me, and then I I beat everyone. And I'm not cheating either, you know. I'm not hacking. I'm just. But they can they can detect that. They can detect that as a cheat. Can they? Yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna have a league like that. I think if that happens, it's gonna be something that's a separate entity because, I mean, people watch it for players, not for like machines to be playing it. I mean, it's cool, but it's not like, like battle bots. People are controlling the robots. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still people. But but I think if I see like let an AI be amazing at StarCraft, it's really gonna ruin the competitive scene for me. It's like, really? yeah, because when, when I see, yeah, it does. I'm telling you, if I see a computer can beat it, it kind of ruins it. I mean, not it's so much in chess, because yeah, chess but... was always a perfect information game. was different, and computers beating humans at chess forever. But I feel like it would really ruin esports to see like I want to cheer for my favorite players and I. I want, I want to know that they're the best. And if they're being beaten by computers, it just it, it cheapens experience Wait, Let me personally. ask you a question, though. Hmm. The fact that computers can perform computations faster than mathematicians, does that undermine the mathematician? No, it's different in mathematics and chess because these are perfect information games, as I said. Whereas, like, in my mind, like, you can't even compare chess to StarCraft or Overwatch or any real game where there's so much more information coming in and imperfect information and, like, every little stutter matters. There's so much more going on. Of a difference. I do think though we're we're more than two years out for this. Like at um, least, yeah. The the StarCraft two thing, I think will a long time for pe the computer to be people. Um, and I, you know, it's always you always feel like the idiot, right? If you make this kind of prediction, but I'll do it anyway. At least ten years before DeepMind can beat really StarCraft two. Yep. No, I'm I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say uh, basically six months after they complete it. Whoa! Wow. So we have two. That's, that is optimistic. I, I don't think yeah, Altai is. We, uh... we have we have optimism and complete cynicism here. <laughs> but I do want to make one point. Well, I mean, of course, that's that that is contingent on what, how often they test it. I just wanted to throw that out there. You're saying well, once they actually like get the the software going, right? Yeah, once they've got it going, and if they do regular testing and not just like, right. okay, yeah, yeah. this tournament's happening now, so we'll test it here. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. not doing not that. Like assuming they do it regularly. Let me add one point. Uh, somebody mentioned in the chat that the AI in these RTS games sometimes cheats. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the stock AI, which, you know, when you make it harder, sometimes they just start with more money or they build faster, right? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a, a, a third-party AI playing as if it's a player, not not like the built-in AI cheating when you put it on hard mode, right? So that's to two totally different things. Mm -hmm. So we're actually showing a video in the background of how a neural net learns and plays Mario. 
It honestly doesn't make any sense to me. It looks quite confusing. But you see some stuff happening in the background. It looks very like interesting. But I really can't decode this. I'll tell you. I think you've seen this video too. Any chance you can decode it for us? But real quick, is it is it weird that I'm actually less amazed by the um, the neural net going on and more fascinated by watching Mario in slow mo? <laughs> Maybe. Well, so the, the the trick here is. The computer goes into a blind. That's like that's a cool thing about DeepMind versus like uh, AI written for the game, like StarCraft. So what it does here is it doesn't know anything. So it starts the game, it just pushes buttons, right? Mm -hmm. And the the further it gets, it keeps that it keeps that information and then tries something new every time. So you see it right so now. It this actually, yeah, the video in the background is he just died. He, his first move as soon as the game begins, he moves right and he and then he tracks what happens. And he realizes yeah. if you just move right like an idiot, you're gonna die. And he knows when he dies and he makes adjustments. Yeah. So it. So that, that compares to like the AI in like built in with StarCraft or Age of Empires where they kind of have a set plan at the beginning and they cheat. Like if you guys ever watch um, like Star, just Age of Empires, Empires and stuff, yeah. Yeah. You watch them with the uh, fog of war turned off and you put the computer on hard, it'll build like a castle like in three hits. Like it, whereas it takes you like a two minutes, you know? Yeah, it just cheats. So this is, yeah, it just cheats to, to keep up with you. So this is totally different. All right, but this is this is not an AI podcast. This is an MMOs podcast, guys. Uh, this is an interesting discussion. I do. I think it's a, it's a cheap in the esports experience for me. But while we're on the topic of esports, I do want to talk about that uh, that Overwatch League. Uh, I, when they showed off that video on uh, on BlizzCon, it was kind of cringy when they mentioned the the guy's name was a uh, Crusher ninety nine. What was up with that? Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was funny about that is, do you think? I feel like when they release this video. It's gonna give people a lot of hope about like being a pro Overwatch player. I feel like there's almost wrong with that? it. I almost feel like even with how popular the league has become and the LCS on the esports scene, it seems like so many people want to chase that esports dream. And like you know, I want people to have that hope, but like it is so hard to make it as an esports uh, like a professional. And this but, is um, this is gonna sell the dream to so many people. How many people are gonna drop out of college to pursue this dream? You think? How many lives is Blizzard ruining indirectly? <laughs> No, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna no, end no up being the same thing that. as baseball or or anything else. And and how many say. people do you know already? Because I know we can both name a few people who they're all they're already chasing the esports dream before um yeah. before Blizzard made this announcement. Anyone who's gonna listen to this to that BlizzCon announcement, if they have aspirations for esports, they had them before Blizzard is formed the MLB of esports, the Overwatch League. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool, actually. I mean, it seems like the natural trajectory, right? Uh, now I wonder what other games will follow suit. And I mean, I don't remember if I've said this to you guys, but like, I, I think it's interesting that this is finally happening because with sports, anyone could make a league. Like the sport isn't like the intellectual property of somebody. So anyone could have gotten together, like some rich guy could have started like the MLB of baseball, you know, because it, and yes, I realize that that comparison, it is baseball, but, um, you you can't do that with this because of the intellectual properties involved. It's but you know, you, really you have people like you, you have people like ESL doing like tournaments for Overwatch. They didn't own the IP, but they still held tournaments. For no, it. but I mean, it, it can't be. It's not the same thing. You you like really have to have the involvement of the original developers. So yeah, it's you interesting can't change to see how the much rules the way MLB can. Yeah. Okay, that's true. You can't change the rules. That's true. Like they, they have no control over the game that they play. Yeah. It's 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 just. I I just think it's interesting to see that it's finally happening because like it, it's showing that developers actually want to invest directly into the esports market rather than mm -hmm. indirectly and um or at least blizzard does and it will be interesting to see if other developers follow suit because of the like all the different money that has to go into this like they have to to really 
pull players to their league instead of some other ones, they have to provide them with some sort of benefits and security. Mm -hmm. And they have to ensure that they're not going to get scammed like so many do. And, I mean, it's going to be really, really interesting to see if anybody else picks up on this. I mean, the only other comparable is uh, the way Riot handles LCS because they do player contracts directly with the players and they pay them directly. And they have to ensure a minimum standard. But it, the only other, these are the only two big companies doing this right now in uh, like directly, I guess, paying players. I think some details are still coming out for this. And I do want to say Altai did call something about this earlier. Uh, this is revolving around major cities. So I know Altai was saying the way it's going to work is they're going to give like licenses to like a team in one city or a team in another city. So I think they're, they're trying to do that with the Overwatch League. That's the only made way to make people invested. Like when I watch right StarCraft or, mm -hmm. or um, League, the, the team names don't mean anything to me, right? Like yeah. it could be like a the digital foundry, like a Dignitas, whatever. Yeah. But if it's like New York uh, photons, right? Oh, it's New York. You know, at least I can relate to it. You know, yeah, oh, my team I live like. in New York. It's my team. It's my boys. Yeah, it's my exactly. But if, if it's just like Axiom or or you know digital home, like, that's a good point. To me. Like yeah. Good point. Um, a, a, a few teams have, have brands, right? A few, a very few. But for for most people, the vast majority of these esports teams just mean nothing. They're just words. Mm -hmm. It's good so that they're can, making. Yeah. So can we predict that in the future, all these various leagues and teams are going to be consolidated into city-based teams and whatnot and leagues rather than what yeah. we have now? Yeah. I think so, actually, because again, I, I think Alta makes a good point. If it's a New York Dignitas, people are going to care about what Dignitas means. I mean, Dignitas and like Cloud9, all the big teams today, they do have some brand recognition, but it's never going to reach mainstream audiences if it, unless it's like the New York something or the LA something because then people will care more about it. Absolutely. I you think, remember, we are still in very early days mm -hmm. of this esports stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I was reading the Blizzard uh, earnings report. Um, Blizzard itself made over 300 million operating profit. Activision 120, King mm -hmm. 138. Um, the only part of Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, that lost money was the other segment, which includes um, e MLG, right? Yeah, esports. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's so negligible at this point. Where I think, or what you said earlier at the beginning, is right. This that that trailer was selling a lot of hype, right? Mm -hmm. Like. <laughs> It's basically advertising at this point in you know, the whole esports stream. But if you look you at the that. super data numbers, it is growing quickly. Obviously, everything starts off small, you know, and it's it's, it's growing yeah. very quickly year over year. Yeah, I I just gotta say I'm still skeptical. We're in early days. This is still like the single digit millions um, in revenue slash profit slash loss for Blizzard. Mm -hmm. So we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. All right, and guys, I I got I got to throw this in there. I think I think what was interesting about BlizzCon was perhaps what was not said. Because there was some, uh, we remember we talked about the drama earlier with uh, Nostalrius, and I do want to bring this in there because Nostalrius specifically said that if legacy servers were not announced at uh, BlizzCon, that they would do something about it. And that something is here. Gummy, you want to take this? Because you were tweeting about this earlier. Sure, sure. Yeah, I actually did tweet at Nostalrius the day before and said, where's your announcement? And they responded and they said tomorrow. So I feel like I motivated Nostalrius to open their mouths. But I really didn't. Basically what happened was Nostalrius finally did the right thing. Uh, child, you know, childish action or not, or premature, but they did the right thing. They're releasing the source code. And what's happening is, if you don't already know, there's another private server that already existed called Elysium. Uh, some of the Nostalgia's volunteers already work for at Elysium, or they're volunteering there. And uh, over, the Nostalgia's has already given Elysium the source code, who are then supposed to release it publicly, along with uh, some type of instructions <coughs> that other people can run their own vanilla servers. But basically, also what's happening is, 
All that Nastari's player data still exists, and Elysium is getting it. And in three weeks' time, approximately, Elysium will be launching three servers. Uh, the original PvP and PvE server from Nastarius, with all of your characters and data still intact, and a new Fresh Realm server. So now Elysium is the big dog vanilla server. Uh, Blizzard has not responded. Uh, there was an article on IGN that said Blizzard's still, you know, mulling over legacy servers, but this is, this is what I wanted to happen all along. The only thing I need to see happen next is Elysium needs to make that source code public. If they monopolize that, I'll be very disappointed. But so far, things are looking good. But that's basically the, the gist there. Do you think Blizzard can do anything about this? I think the smart PR move for Blizzard is to do absolutely nothing. To keep your mouth shut, say we're still mulling over legacy servers. Elysium has also said if Blizzard came out with legacy servers, they would fully support it. That they want to see legacy servers. I personally don't want to see Blizzard. I would rather see the community run it. But I, you, when you say when they would say they would fully support it, do you mean they would actually I, shut down? I, it's unclear. It's it's you know ambiguous. I don't know if that means they would actually shut That's it a... down or they're just showing their support for a Blizzard run legacy server. They said there's no shop here either. That's pretty impressive. It's part of the agreement that Nostalgia's made with Elysium is that Elysium would never monetize the private server. Wow. It would always be voluntary. If they. It was in the agreement that if they ever chose to do it, Nasarius would never have given them the source code or rescind it. Not that that makes any sense, but mm -hmm. essentially that's what's going on here. It's some pretty big news. I know a lot of people are pretty uh, excited to see it come back. Other people feel this is an insult to Blizzard. Uh, um, you know, even in comment sections I've been reading and whatnot. But well, um, the whole insult to Blizzard thing. If if you really want to go that far, the whole thing was an insult to Blizzard. You're telling them that their game wasn't good enough and you have to bring back the old one. But it's only if you're going that far. Sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, just, I, I feel like they jumped the gun. Like, okay, so, and the real reason that I really, like, can push the idea that they jumped the gun, or, like, that I feel like they did, they, they tweeted hours before the announcement. Look at the 300,000 signatures we got on They Want Vanilla Servers. And then a few hours later completely through all that work that they put together like out the window like th this has killed a lot of the chance of uh official vanilla happening and um i just i feel like this against what they were trying to do in the first place which bothers me because they they went against what they said they were going to do for the community which was release the source code originally mm -hmm. solely because they wanted it as a bargaining chip with blizzard then as soon as Blizzard didn't do exactly what they wanted, when they wanted, they went back on that. And it's just, it, it just seems very petulant to me. And I, I'm very glad that they're handing the server off to someone else because after this, I'm not sure that I'd personally trust them. You know, like just Listen. their, their consistency is way all over the place. The only part I think they were inconsistent and bad about was the fact that they should release the source code day one. Don't even Absolutely. talk to Blizzard. Release. I said this the first time the, the nostalgia yeah, no, I, thing I happened. Said it then too. Okay. They, they should have followed through and I released guess. the source code. It was a dishonesty to everyone that worked on the source code because they were told from the get-go they would release the source code. But Matt, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think this actually could be um, a... This could be a... This could actually lead to vanilla service eventually. Provided, let's say, hypothetically speaking, everyone, let's say this... Elysium Nostalgia server gets a crazy number of concurrent users. An absolutely mind-blowing number. Don't you think that signals to Blizzard, like, wait a minute, there's something here. People want this. Don't you think that Nostalgia would have done that already if they were ever going to have that signal? But Nostalgia was booming. They were shut down while they were booming. They never had a chance to fully grow into themselves. You know, they were, they, they were they well, basically cut off, they cut off the butt early on that one. And these guys are in Russia. These guys are in Russia, and they can be protected by, you know... <laughs> So by Putin, by, protected by Putin, right? But um, 
I, I think uh shit, I lost my train of thought. I think the big mind. news the best news, the best uh part of this whole story is the fact that people who had characters in Australia's, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those characters are saved now on the new server, on the server. Yeah, me I I'm very happy to see that too. That's, that's you know hundreds funny? of hours for people, you know. You know that's funny that's, that you yeah. say that. Uh, a lot of people that are from Nostalrius, uh, a lot of them are actually going to be playing on the uh, Fresh Realm server. It's it's funny. People are hungrier to start fresh on a stable mm-hmm. vanilla server than they are to repeat what they did before. Which just shows you the allure, I guess, of, of people who want to play vanilla. It's about the leveling experience and the, the capped experience. So, I maintain there's a chance oh. that this does amazing. It can, it can eventually possibly lead to... Of an legacy service for the pure business sake of it. If the if the numbers are behind it, Blues has an obligation to their shareholders to do this. <laughs> it's a business decision, and we'll see where it goes. Well, what I was gonna say the other the other reason I feel like it's more petulant than anything, and that they're not really thinking through what they're doing, is that they came out and said in the uh, announcement that they wanted to reunite the vanilla community while simultaneously releasing the source code so that dozens of servers can come up within minutes and fracture it. Mm-hmm. it just That won't happen. But it will. It always no, happens. It won't. That does not always happen. Just like with Ragnarok Online private servers, one server, two servers, three servers sit on top and the rest get by. The, yes. the, the entire private server economy balances out very quickly based on either administration or um, stability or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the, those things always bounce out. Everyone wants to play but, on the server with their friends. They all play on the same server. There's like the top two servers take up 90% market share and everyone just fights for the crumbs. But it is a contradictory message. I don't think so. I think when they no. say they want to unite the private server community, uh, I don't know. I, maybe the word unite was wrong. Yeah, I that's a wrong choice of words. They should use the word support. That's what I think they meant. I, because you can misconstrue unite and think. Because when I what you're saying to me sounds like it's the exact opposite of what supporting the private server community would be which would be to monopolize it for their own benefit whereas the whole idea of it should be to, to disperse as far and wide as possible so it, it can't be destroyed that's the benefit of being spread wide too you know you can shut down a few of them but i love the move that elysium uh is based out of russia uh we all yeah, know that the, well, the... actually i've seen a number of people say that it's not the lawless lands of copyright free it's not well, lawless. That's, that's China. Everybody says it is. That's that, that's China, maybe, but it's not. It's yeah. not completely lawless, but it's much harder to enforce copyrights internationally, and that's that seems obvious. I think if you're if you're in Western Europe, it's pretty easy to enforce copyright laws. If you're in Russia, if you're in some parts of Africa, it is very difficult. And in fact, there's there there are you know Russian web hosts that specifically say we don't we don't list the copyright claims for America. We will we will literally throw out the DMCA's out the window. We protect your shit, and then that's their that's their marketing gimmick. So it's possible these guys well, are hosting uh, through one of those services. I haven't verified it, but uh, somebody had said that Elysium is hosting through the exact same company that Nostalrius was. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think I think they're 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 going to be they're going to play it safe. They're going to make sure they don't get shut down, and after, especially after the last I dilemma, mean, they're going to sure, play. I mean, yeah. I mean, what I okay. I I just want to make it clear. I I have no problem with them releasing the source code. I just I don't really like the way they did it. I mean, it just it just feels weird. Something about this feels off. Uh, they should and, release um, it publicly. I agree on that bit. I just I have I'll no problem with private that. servers, and uh, I I think that vanilla needs to survive because there are people that want to play it, and Blizzard clearly is like pit- pittering along behind. Man, like, you know why they did this right now? I'll tell you why they did this and why they decided, even even if they knew it was childish of them, and if that's true at all, this is why they did it. There was a ton of all of the momentum 
to have Nostarius, to have Legacy servers, was wrapped up in BlizzCon with that announcement. Mm -hmm. The fact that the fact that they made this announcement now gives them the most momentum to carry forward. It, it gives them the most advertising ability through just like people like us talking about it. If this happened any other time outside of BlizzCon, they wouldn't they would not be generating the same interest. So they they're piggybacking to 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 jumpstart Elysium. That's all it is. I think at least. All right. I mean, by the I way, uh, just because I said it in chat, there's supposed to be an AMA on November 13th on Reddit's our WoW servers with the administrators of Elysium, where they're going to announce the server names. They're going to announce which server will launch first, whether it's the Nostarius PvP server or the Fresh Start server. So we won't. We'll have more information <laughs> so, then. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's that's. And we should also say that uh, real quick, they did estimate like a. Somebody, I've read comments saying they estimated that at the very least it'll be about three weeks from the. That'll yep. be up at the very least. All right, and uh, with that, I want to take it to um. Now either we take it to Revelation Online, because let's take it to Revelation Online. We've all played some Revelation Online uh this this last week. We did for Sunday Funday as well. I think Altai missed out on that one, but uh, it's it's yep. worth talking about because it's it's a pretty big launch, and in fact, I think we were all impressed by at least one fact about the game: the fact that. We saw so many people in the game. I mean, it, it, the game was hype. They were, the, the servers were packed. People running around everywhere. Let's do a quick roundtable uh, recap of our experience with Revelation Online. Because we did talk a lot about it Sunday Funday, but we'll do a quick roundtable recap. I guess Matt or Gumby, one of you want to take it first? All right. So uh, since it was quiet. Oh, well. Um, see, I think that the easiest way I can put it is it's janky. It's just janky. Movement did not feel right to me, and the best way I can describe it is it's kind of like, uh... What is that sound? I'll tell you in the background. Alright, uh, janky is we got from Matt. Yeah, so the, the best way I can put it is, it's kind of like your character's made of paper. They just kind of float around, like, awkwardly, and every now and then they'll get caught on something, and then just, like, get blown forward out of nowhere. And, uh, it's, it doesn't tell you, like, it doesn't give you enough notification that you don't have enough levity or that you can't do this action. There are no timers on your dodges. You just kind of have to guess. Um, a lot of the game doesn't explain itself. And I know this because I haven't even seen like a whole lot of tool tips that weren't translated out of all the things that were, the tool tips were mostly translated unless like literally everything was just hidden in dialogue that was unrelated. It just doesn't tell you a lot of the stuff up to at least like 35. Cause I hit, 35 and I still had never heard anything about the uh, professions and stuff and the mm -hmm. gathering and the crafting and all that and um, Alright, Matt, I've got you off I've got so you off. We, we, we have a, we have a bra MMOs.com podcast breaking news alert thanks to a fallen 567 bless.area uh website is down, no longer exists Any, Oh uh, boy is that, is that for, Oh you're right And Remember, areagames.com itself is still available as you can see right here, however the bless landing page is 503 service unavailable time to tweet at area games now is it possible quick speculation do you think they're abandoning it uh yes i thought they were abandoning it from the beginning i told you guys yes the moment you were negative yeah you were true you were you, you called at the beginning that it wasn't going to happen because of the merger even though they said specifically that the merger would not affect it but i feel like you usually say stuff like that when the merger will affect it <laughs> I, I i i want to think i was on that too yeah. your, your mic just got really loud if you can Take a look oh, at it. Sorry. And and then again, when they said they were delaying it because of the uh, combat and the optimization issues, but the Russian company went ahead and published it anyways, I called it again. I'm just saying, it's it's dead. 
It's right. gone. On the positive side, anyone that wants to play Revelation will probably be able to do so on the Russian version. There will probably be English patch available for the Russian version at one point, and if not there, there will be there will be there will be a community to be able to access the Korean version as well. I think probably the Russian version is going to be the the, the go to, assuming there is no IP block. But we'll find out more uh, when when that goes into open beta. But yeah, well, is my mic better? I, I could turn it down manually, but no, it's still loud. Yeah. Ooh. What about now? Better. Uh, back to Revelation Online. Uh, Gumby, you want to? You, you played a decent chunk too. Actually, we I streamed last night, and you you know you both hopped in with me too. So I am actually still playing Revelation Online. I'm still getting all my thoughts together, but um, and I think it's unfair to give a final judgment yet because this is a closed beta test. It's a very rough closed beta with uh, three or four different languages competing uh, in tooltips and quests and uh, NPCs and whatnot. I think it's definitely, it's not going to be the polished MMORPG or the, the go-to for anybody when it does release as of right now. I think a lot of the game is lost because it's extremely convoluted, and I think the new player experience is very unkind, where uh, much of the game consists of just talking to NPCs and, and doing very minor tasks for quests, so it gives a very bad first impression. But uh, when you're in the combat, even though it has this... Um, off-putting quality to it. I'm really enjoying it. Only really as the Blade Master, though. A lot of the classes just don't feel smooth. There's no connection with your attacks. But it, there, there is something redeeming here, and it, it is also very pretty, and exploring the world has been very rewarding. But as of right now, I, I give it a pass, and we gotta really wait till this next closed beta and see if they, they polish it. Also, the, the amount of CPU leaking going on with this game is ridiculous. It really needs some some hefty optimization mm -hmm. uh, before it will ever garner any attention. Gumby, uh, don't you know that's intentional? That's actually the Chinese uh, government spyware <laughs> uh, hacking our Western computers to obviously rig the election. Boom. Good, they all, know I'm loyal. So they they all connect. Over. They all connect, all right? Perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, I think I think I had a pretty uh, okay experience. I think somebody specifically asked me straight up, are you having fun? in the closed beta. It was a rough yeah. question to answer, but the thing is, the fact that I decided to play it again and stream it kind of gives it a yes because I didn't have to play that game. I have to stream that game. I still, something got me back to it. And I think the reasoning behind that is it's, um, we haven't had any big Chinese MMORPG launches in a while and Chinese games are, you know, client-based games are distinctly different than their Korean counterparts. And play a game like Perfect World, it's nothing like the Korean games we've played. So because it's a little bit different, that alone, I think got people interested and, it kind of drove you to explore the game because the world there was a lot to see and it was still the close it was obviously very rough because of translations but i was having fun it was interesting however um i gave it a lot of passes personally because it was closed beta if the game launched as is without fixing all their you know the, the optimization problems mainly and uh some of the, the, the UI stuff, and if, if they launched as is, it'd be pretty awful. But because it's closed beta, it gets a pass. I'm looking forward to playing the next round of closed beta myself. I'll thought yeah, you missed well out said. on that one. <laughs> I missed out. And um, I guess the only thing I can contribute is I tried to download the game here in Turkey, and it was 15 gigs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, my internet here was being throttled for other reasons at the, at the time. Mm -hmm. So my I was downloading it 2 megabytes per second. So basically, I couldn't download it in time. Um, so file size still matters in, in the third world here. So <laughs> Optimiza again, optimization, you know, like League of Legends is pretty small. A lot of these RuneScape and stuff, like, you know, small file size can go a long way. Mm -hmm. 
Alright, uh, You know, we tried guessing, just about there. Also, we tried guessing if you would love or hate it. We None of us could decide. Honestly, we, after Crush Online, I, I've lost my ability to read your thought process, right? I thought I had you figured out until Crush Online. No, no idea. And you no told idea. me Crush Online was a good game. After that, I, I can't read your, uh, your, your thought process anymore. But uh, taking a step from Revelation Online, I want to bring a little controversial slash interesting discussion. Um, I had a pretty heated debate with uh, Shu, actually, I think two nights ago, about what because we were talking about shadowverse and we were talking about what makes uh, a game better i mean it's a very stupid argument in its premise but i'm curious to see where you guys stand uh first i want to i want to i want to lay my point down and you guys can tell me if you guys think i'm wrong uh because I, I said for example I, I said hearthstone was a better game uh personally i, I think i enjoy hearthstone mm -hmm. more but beyond what i just enjoy i said it was objectively a better game and i said it's a my my definition of a better game it may be a bit controversial slash stupid, but uh, let me just explain it and you guys can tell me where you guys think I'm wrong. A better game, in my mind, is a game that creates more uh, units of fun. And the way I measure units of fun is um, a game's player base times average number of hours played. Typically, the more you play a game, uh, typically the more fun it is. It's creating more fun. I think the objective of a game is for players to have fun. This is not really a business... Uh, I, it's not really an economical or business look either because they are freeware games that you know create a lot of fun. So that's my definition of a better game. I said Hearthstone has more players, more people playing, times the average number of hours played, results in more hours of fun. Thus, Hearthstone is a better game. <coughs> and I want to make no. a distinction that a better game does not mean a game I personally... I might, I might like uh, Shadowverse better, and I can still say Hearthstone is a better game. So these two ideas don't have to, don't have to always agree with each other. You can, I can still dislike the better game and prefer something else. You guys right, tell me if so I'm wrong. I can, I can cancel this out right now. Have at I it. I had no fun... During, like at all during a lot of the time that I played Black Desert, like a lot of it. Like there you were played really a lot fun though. Moments. You played a lot though. No, you, wait. You... Okay, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I spent eight hours a day some days grinding, and I had no fun during that. But I was motivated to do it for the guild. It was it was not fun, but it was a social. You 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 don't think you were having fun, in. but clearly you were. You you had no, no. You didn't have to play it, Matt. No. Matt, you had all these games in front of you, right? But you chose to play Black Desert for your guild's sake, right? It, it's different when you have like Matt, other you put you involved. put the guild you put the guild ahead of your own personal needs, so you that did it for your guild. Fun. No, you, you wouldn't have done it then. You, you did it for your guild. Helping your guild gave you some sense of accomplishment and purpose, some positive impact within you. That doesn't equate to fun. Unit, you, units of some units of self satisfaction, whatever you want to call it. All right, it's, it's a mix of fun and self satisfaction. That doesn't equate to fun. Yeah, Matt, you didn't have to play it. You played it. Bada bing, bada boom. I, and somebody also, mentioned by by your definition. Wait, this is going to go be for better. It. League of Angels two. Yes. And League of Angels are some of the best games on the market yes. right now. Yes. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Look, I don't like those games personally. I wouldn't play them. They're not my favorite games. But yes, they are. And somebody actually mentioned Candy Crush as well. And I don't play Candy Crush. I think it's just it's just a bejeweled clone. It's pretty boring. But there is no doubt in my mind that games like Candy Crush. They bring such joy into people's lives. We have, I have cousins and older relatives in Turkey, for example. They sit home on their iPads. These are 70-year-old people, and they play Candy Crush all day. This game brings joy to their life, where otherwise they'd be mind-numbed on the TV. But they play Candy Crush. So I think Candy Crush brings a lot of fun to people. Not me, and I don't like the game, but I can still recognize it brings a lot of fun to a lot of people in the world. As do games like League of Angels. And I think the moment you dismiss that fact that, oh, it's a stupid game, all these people are playing it, it is an insult to the players playing those games because those players have an option to play any game they want that's free, whatever's available in their country, and they, they choose don't... to play League of Angels. I'm not saying. Are they, they wrong? Are they wrong? Saying... 
to play League of Angels. I'm not saying that they can't have fun, and I'm not saying they're wrong to play it. I'm saying you're saying that it is objectively a better game than, like, most games on the market right now. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think it's the first I agree with Omar on something that controversial. Oh, you, you agree with my logic? Yes, I agree with your logic. Okay, so I had a very in-depth discussion with Shu as well. She's talking about the design elements. And I think I think the beauty of my argument is it encompasses every argu- everyone else's arguments in a very simple way. You know, if, if you personally prefer a game and you think it's well-designed, then you play it, right? The beauty of my argument is my argument encompasses your feelings because the number of hours you play your favorite game is included in my metric of what's a better game. Because if you like a game more, you'll play that game more anyway. And if you think this game is better designed, you'll play it. Just like the people that play Candy Crush think they like that game. And somebody I mentioned mean, the advertise. Go ahead. The easiest mistake to make, right, is to find something you like and and then start that from the basis and, and then equate that with good design, good choices. I, I cannot agree more. And that was the problem I had when talking about Shadowverse with Shu. She loves the art style in Shadowverse, right? Because it's an anime art style. Shu likes that. I mean, she's very particular with the, with the game's presentation and art style. And then she... She would write off Hearthstone because it's a Western game that has the same look and feel and the anime characters, right? It didn't do it for her. And she, I, I think she took it from that position as why Shadowverse was a better game. And I think right. it's because you equate what you like. And another problem like with Hearthstone, currently there's one card, right, that kind of makes things really wonky at the high end for Hearthstone. Very <laughs> random, right? And, and so many people grab onto that and say, oh, Hearthstone is a bad game. Where... Where that really only affects one percent of players that play competitively, right? Mm-hmm. And and they and they somehow equate that with bad design, and they find all these other faults with the game at that point. And then and then when something new comes up, like the Shadowverse, they'll, they'll all jump on that. Mm-hmm. Look, I could tell Hearthstone was a better game in the first five seconds when I dragged the card, okay, to to play it. Mm-hmm. Boom, I could just tell Hearthstone was a better game right there because Shadowverse it was it was buggy, it was weird, it just felt weird. Um, uh, Hearthstone but- felt much tighter, just just on, based on that alone. But Omar, here's the other thing, because your metric it, yeah. it factors in how many people are playing. I've said it before, and it will never not be true. Hmm. Making a good game is not the only thing you need anymore. Like, League of Angels and games like that, even though I despise their marketing tactics, they have great marketing, and they get a lot of people through their marketing. And um, not every company can afford to do that. So you have good games that may have had higher ratings that are like taken down a notch because of marketing or because of their visibility on the steam store it's just they're infinitely different am- amounts of like factors that come into this other than how much like how many people play it how much they're i, I don't bu- i don't buy that marketing argument i've heard it a million times every time a game fails all oh, they had the wrong marketing all oh, this publisher didn't market it enough no you can't you can't you can you can put lipstick on a pig but it's still a pig all right shitty games doesn't matter how much they get marketed are going to suck you want to if you no matter how much money you throw candy uh, at a crush online it's going to be a loser all right i think the good games get more marketing because they, they there's something worth marketing something there and perhaps i don't understand the, okay. What people the see in League of Angels. More marketing. Yes. What do you have to say about Daikatana then? All right. I don't know what that is. What is Daikatana? Do you don't remember that John Romero is going to make you his bitch advertising campaign? Uh, it, was it successful? I don't know. Yeah, scan. It like convinced a bunch of people to buy a shitty first-person shooter. Good. It, it, you're looking at sales now. Sales don't matter. The thing is, marketing can bring people in, but if the game sucks, they won't play for more than an hour or 10 minutes. My metric clearly looks at 
Average concurrent users multiplied by average time played. If a guy tries a game and it sucks, they're not going to play it anymore. But Simple all they that. have to do for them to keep playing it, it just has to work and it has to hook them. It doesn't have to be phenomenal. It doesn't yeah. have to be a good Matt, the game. Problem it literally is... just has to work and be polished. No, Matt, the problem is your it. logic is insulting the intelligence of the people playing these games. You think the people that play uh, League of Angels or the John Romero game, I'm not they're doing it. They're doing it because they're dumb, and they, they, they and they got bought by the marketing. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm saying they chose a game that is maybe not the best one because that's the one they decided to stick with. You'd be surprised how many games that probably the average League of Angels player has played. They probably jump through a lot of games and decide, hey, this this is what I'm having the most fun, in, and they'll play that one. And people that play, you know, any game, they typically have. Like, we've all played lots of games, okay? I think everyone on this podcast has played a boatload of MMOs, right? But we, we all have back in the back of our minds a handful of games that we always go back to. We have all these choices in front of us, but we always go back to a certain few. We've tried a lot, but we just, we, for whatever reason, we like that game. And that's why that, and if you, and also, if you look at the games that are most played today, we, we have a, the, top, the top 10 most successful MMORPGs. Like, those games are typically not bad. You, you don't see that many awful games. With a lot of players, it just—it doesn't happen that that often. I I just gotta say, um, the whole uh, when uh, Matt was talking about Black Desert, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of those Steam reviews where a guy has like a thousand hours played, mm-hmm. and then he leaves a negative review. Yes, come on! I don't buy that. I hate when I see that because if you got a thousand you hours of fun, I don't care about your opinion at that point. You you enjoyed the game. You got your money's worth. I, st- I still don't get how you guys can play MMOs and still not see that it could have changed and they could have hated the new thing and not the entire game. Like, how it changed. Like, well, all the new think... content could be meaningless and boring. Well, they should the put that in the top, then. The first sentence should be, this is a review of the current patch or something, right? Yeah. A lot of them do that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, then. But a lot of people say, after a careful evaluation, this game isn't worth it. It's a lot of grind, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, you played for a thousand hours. You, you, you had fun, you know, whether you want to admit it or not. And that's why I want to take away uh, the business side away from this. I know because Shu kept criticizing me for looking at an economic output, economic way. Because games like No Man's Sky, they sell a lot of copies, right? And then you could say it's super successful. Ha, that disproves you. But no, what matters is the number of how often people play and the number of hours they play too. And that that kind of gets rid of all the all the bullshit frauds where they, they lie and cheat to get these sales and they advertise a shit ton to get lots of money. That's why the money side is really not that important in my because I think again fundamentally games are are, are to bring people are to be fun. And when you start analyzing, like, oh, this mechanic is stupid, this mechanic is good, that comes out to a person. When you, when you start analyzing that, everything comes out to what your personal opinion is. And I can't emphasize enough. I, I may like Shadowverse more than I like Hearthstone, but I think it's okay for me to say Hearthstone is a better game. And there are plenty of examples where, like, like War Mode is objectively, I would say it is an objectively awful game. However, I played that game more than I want to admit, all right? Sadly. I, I got a lot of hours out of a pretty awful, objectively bad game. I had fun with it, though. So it's okay to like a game and prefer a game to one that's quote-unquote better. I think another problem by definition is I feel the word better kind of offends people. Because like, oh, how can you say my favorite game is not the best? I, mean, I just don't know if you're, if you're measuring fun. But, also, what, hmm. okay, I think Omar and I have a broader definition of fun. Like yeah, no, I think, I think you need to have a... Because I think people misconstrue what you're saying and you do need to take a broad approach because it's not like... When I'm playing a game, I'm having fun. It's not like I feel fun. Like you know how sometimes you, fun is hard to to narrow down. But it, unless you take a very broad approach, okay. If you're playing a game here's, to, here's my for thing. the community or to help your guild, right? Mm-hmm. You're having fun, in my opinion. Or right, how about this? I'm playing Overwatch, right? I really love Overwatch. 
I put in at least at least half of my hours in Overwatch are actually out of frustration, right? I'm frustrated with my team, but I still enjoy the game. It's just, I think we just need to be careful when we use the word fun because it doesn't mean like you're constantly amused. It just no. means like in general, in the overall experience, when you take it away, you Pe have fun. People don't play a game, moments. unless they're masochists, they don't play I'm a not... game unless they're having fun. You have to understand that basic premise. No, People no, 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 choose no. to play games for fun. No, no, no. People don't play games because they're having fun. People play games to have fun. Yes, okay. I think there's a yeah, yeah, to have fun, there. and they choose that game for a reason. People play okay. People play games in the pursuit of fun, and sometimes yeah. they're just kind of complacent and satiated, but they're not really like sure. Fun. Yeah, I agree sure. with you. But they chose but, to play that game to get their insatiance to, to do something. You know, they chose that but, game. But a lot of it, there, there's too many factors. As in, like, they're saying yeah, there's in always chat, too many factors. there are a lot of people that just play games to play with a friend. Not specifically because they like that game. They but chose that game fun because their, their friend, friend chose yeah. that game. Sure. But they're, they're playing it because their friend chose that game, not because they did. But, but ultimately, they chose that game and some other friend chose a different game and it all equals out in the end. Also, somebody, I'm going to address a comment somebody just made. Is somebody asked, is Crossfire a better game than World of Warcraft because 500 million Chinese players with PCs from 15 years ago are playing it? See, the problem with that argument is, first of all, I don't know if, if there's more, the, the, the concurrent player base times average hours played in Crossfire is more than WoW. However, if we assume it is true, to, to dismiss the fun of 500 million Chinese players is, is almost like racist. Like, is their fun less valuable than your fun? Mm. I, I think... I, what, a, what a strong rebuttal. No, no, because... Ultimately, people play games that fun. If, if 500 million people are playing Crossfire instead of the literally hundreds of other games available in China, many of which are also low-spec games, they're having fun. It's, it, it is reaching its objective. Unless you think a game's goal is something beyond fun. I think, I think ultimately people play games yeah. that have fun. If you, if, if, you, if you have different like, definitions of, the, of like, why people want to play games, mm -hmm. that's different. I think, I think people play games that have fun, and the only way to measure which game is better is by which game achieves that objective more. I also think that you know what's funny though, in order to factor in your equation and what kind of disputes uh, the whole argument that was just made is just the fact like you have to have access to that game too. I, I don't know how that would factor in, but it's not okay. like if I don't have the opportunity to play something, then I, I, you can't really draw a comparison up, at that point. I want to bounce up what Omar just said. Go ahead. So many people, right? When I was growing up, right? You know, the cool kids played like WoW, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I you, oh, you were one of them, weren't you? So many people trash the RuneScape players, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, RuneScape's not a real game. It's like, it's it's browser, it's shit, you know? But in fact, RuneScape today is more complicated, more intricate, more in-depth than 90% than of MMOs, right? Yeah, I would say there's a lot more going on with RuneScape than most well, games today. More right, freedom in RuneScape. Because people just shit on it because it was browser, because, you know... It's just, and the same mentality today, like, like Candy Crush, right? Just because somebody's playing and having fun, people just people like you know, I guess some PC master race people like just, just shit on it, right? Like, haha, he's an idiot. He's having fun with that. It just shows he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're bringing up another point though. That's part of that's especially prevalent in this industry, which you can see in any gaming forum, which is it's fun to shit on other games, well, right or wrong about it. No, here's what it comes down to: it's not a real game. My game. Is I, a yes, game. I hate that argument too. See, it worked with people use it on RuneScape. People not today. People are using it on mobile. Oh, Aaron, remember like Crossfire. Or who who was doing that? It was kids Everyone. that you went to high school with. Everyone does it. Though. I'm just I'm just not ready to commit to the idea that just because people are playing it, it's the most fun game they could be playing at that time. They, again, the that argument fun. assumes that they're they're not making the good decisions. Like Matt, you know in your mind, you know you 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 can, you have to you have to realize people play people choose the games they play 
And you, I feel like you gotta almost respect that because they have options. They're not like they're not they're not in North Korea where there's only one game to I'm play. I'm just not will. Okay, so let me rephrase this. They can't make you, decisions, you, but you, you keep can. Coming back to the, I'm calling them dumb. Yes. Let me let me. Okay, no, let me rephrase okay. this. Okay. I'm not willing to base whether a game is good or not on how often other people play it. Right, how do you okay. define? Oh, but, but, but how do you define what game is good then? Because I have a very clear definition. What is your? What is because you, you disagree with my measure. I'm curious. What is your measure? Off the top of my head, I don't have a measure. Here's I'm the measure most people come back with. Whatever I feel like is the best, and that's not an argument. That's I'm just most not people come with that. I'm just not willing to base it on how many other people are playing it. And can how you think of a? Can you think of a better metric? Because no one I spoke to can not think of anything. Off the top of my head. Okay. That's the thing. All right. You can get back to me next podcast if you want. All right. But because no, everyone I speak to, they say, oh, I want to start analyzing the design intricacies. I want to, I want to look at the target market. I want to see the business model all put together. But the I'm, second you do that, you start putting your own subjective views on everything. And there's no, there's no basis of discussion anymore. Because some people, you might just like a game better because it, it, it aims at your demographic, your values, the things you generally like seeing more. But that's, that's, that's. That's no point of comparison, I think. It's just, I'm not calling people stupid. I'm just saying there's an infinite amount of factors as to why they could have chosen that game, and fun doesn't have to be the number one. I think ultimately fun is the number one. You might find a few examples where people are addicted, to, they get addicted and they're not having fun, but these are these are exceptions to the rule. I don't think, because there are people that get addicted and that's a, that's a different issue, but if you look at the percent of gamers that have actual clinically diagnosed game addiction, you have to obviously factor those guys out because maybe they got addicted to one game before they got to another game. But if you even if you factor that stuff out, you're left with like a player base of like that's like what one percent of the player base or less. So it's those are all rounding errors. So I think I think my definition is uh, I wish she was here to argue with me as well. But I feel like my definition is pretty concrete. If you want an objective measure of fun, and I'm not even sure how much value there is in that, I agree with you. But I don't, I would never rely on the measurement um, besides a conversation like this, right? It, it, I'm not sure how much. Uh, it's okay to not like the good industry, games. Okay. I, I look at things uh, uh, always as a form of criticism. I don't, I'm not sure you can truly take an objective measurement away. But if you want to take one, I, I think you're on it. Okay. I, right? think, it, I think it's um, the only objective measure you can take. I, 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 yeah, I don't know what else you could do. So. But I don't like it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it to guide my own t uh, my own judgments, right? Yeah. Because I think what I take away from it. But if you if you want to take, yeah, then you're good. All right. But you're right. I think I think you also point to something very interesting, and we see it too often. And it it's not racism. It's it's just like shitty bullshit. Where you shitty you, bullshit. You look at a game like Revelation Online, you go, oh, it's a Chinese MMORPG. It's garbage, and that's what I see. And that's very unfair. And it's not racist because I don't think people okay. are filled with hate. I, but I I admit I'm wrong right now. Somebody just proved me wrong. I'm ready to admit why. Easy Machiavelli just said in the chat, there's actually a better oh, measure, a more objective measure. The star rating <laughs> on MMOs.com is the, is the only yeah, measure. True. So, you know what? I backpedal. I agree with Easy Machiavelli. The best measure is the star rating on MMOs.com, right? That is the ultimate measure of fun. <laughs> what is the Candy Crush rating? That's the question. I don't know, because I don't think we have a lot of mobile users rating for Candy Crush. So, for that reason, that might be pretty, you know, underrepresented by our... You know how there's many different candy crushes now? Yeah. Like three or four? We only have, so we only have one of them. Alright. That was a, that was a fun discussion. That was that did eat up a lot of time too. Look at that. I, I mean I, I also I wanna clarify, you don't I, I don't like some of the most pop, 
in body definitions, best games. Okay, I don't like playing Candy Crush, but I recognize the value that they create for people. Sure. Especially Candy Crush. Like, even though I, I, people do shit on Candy Crush, let's be real. You all have old relatives that play Candy Crush, and they literally like some people like they get so much joy out of that game. They have nothing else going on in their lives but Candy Crush. They get wow. up in the morning <laughs> to play Candy Crush. That's their reason to live. I don't want to shit on that. The church. <laughs> so, here's the problem. Here's the problem with PC games, especially. Mm-hmm. There's a saying with cameras: the best camera is the one you have with you. Okay, and that's why the you know the cell phone camera took off. Whereas mm-hmm. you know those those thousand dollar HDRs are just sitting in closets. Mm-hmm. Gaming, right? If if you, I, I tried this with my father. I tried I tried to get my father to play Portal. All right, Portal mm-hmm. is kind of low key. You can kind of play your own pace, right? There's no like enemies after you. He couldn't even move straight. Like he. The, the concept of uh, controlling the camera with the mouse and then moving with arrow key, you know, with WASC, he couldn't he couldn't figure that out. So somebody and and most people in the world are like that, right? So a game, you know, mobile games work for them because they can access accessibility. Okay, super important. And we can't, we, yeah, we can't downplay that. The the whole keyboard and mouse to us seems so simple because we've been playing as kids, mm-hmm. but it's it's a very complicated interface. I learned You're that right. after seeing my dad try playing Portal. I admit that's the only time I really opened my eyes. Because trying to see someone play like a PC game with mouse and keyboard when they're like elderly is is something you realize how it's much not... more difficult it is. They might be Candy Crush pros, right? But they won't be able to move around in uh, Portal. <laughs> not just the elderly though. Right? Yeah. I know people of course, who don't. Of course, yeah. They don't. They haven't grown up on games. And I when I watch them sit in front of a keyboard and play something, I just I go, I want to be a backseat gamer, just yell at them the whole time. But it just doesn't it doesn't help. And you're and you're both honest. I mean, we're all we are. And there's probably this entire podcast and chat are totally insulated in our little worlds. And we mm-hmm. we downplay others. And I, I guess it's a form of making yourself feel better. I don't know. But everyone's just trying to have fun. Yeah. And just accept that and move on and leave them alone. Yep. Who cares? Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, there's one, one thing I want to that touch was nice. on. There's one thing I want to touch on, which is kind of like a, a Remo kind of called it thing. And I have to, I, you know, when I, when I call something, I got to brag about it, all right? Apparently, I know what you're going to say, right. and I'm going to I'm gonna downplay Go ahead. Have fun downplaying it, but it's the truth, <laughs> all right? When 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 Blizzard released the ranking system for Overwatch with the gold oh, system, not- silver system, I said, remember what I said? I said, they're, they're making it too easy. It's devaluing what gold means because everyone's getting gold. Even like the bottom 1% players are getting gold. And they specifically even came out of BlizzCon and said, <laughs> we screwed up in Season 2 with skill rankings. Our skill ratings were supposed to be a bell curve, but it's too compact of a bell curve. We put too many players in the plat rather than gold or silver. We'll be moving a lot of players down lower. Called oh, it, boys. Baby. I called we're it. We're coming into the sink with the rest of the industry. Yeah, it was... It, okay, it, it, we, we went over this yesterday, and hmm. my opinion on this is very clear. It is not the names. It is how many people were so close to the center. It has nothing to yeah. do with the names. No, the names were part of it, too. The names no, are part. You can't were. give somebody a gold medal they if they clustered suck. Clustered it too much. That's what their bell curve was more like. Yes. A point. That's yeah. what I'm they're saying. Matt. I'm with Matt. He's correct. It, it has nothing to do with the names. They could have put gold at the bottom. It wouldn't have changed the. the, the, yeah. if, the, the if they, made, if they made gold at the bottom and bronze at the top, they wouldn't do that. Gold has meaning. Bronze is meaning. Bronze yeah, means I you're shitter. Yeah, I find it ridiculous <laughs> to believe that the names didn't factor into their decision at all. It had to. Have, I'm uh, telling you. No. Olympics, silver, gold. It's all on numbers. We had this conversation already. We would pick our sides and call it a truce. All right, all right. We, we, we got the right side, the wrong side. All right, take take yeah, side that you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I actually, I thought you were gonna bring up Eve Online because Eve Online will be going. Yeah, yeah. I called. I, I, I called that as well. I, you're, but that's bullshit because it's oh bullshit, me. Wow. And here's why because it's not like the game's going totally free to play. It's basically like a um, a robust free trial. 
And if you continue playing to a certain point, you're going to feel obligated to play because you'll have invested or <laughs> obligated to pay because you'll have invested so many hours. Sure, but it's it's some element of free to play. So I want to take sure, some but element I think of more games need that. Yeah, I, I think every game needs an unlimited trial because mm -hmm. the, unlimited. The is, no, I mean yeah, unlimited time wise. Oh like, sure, sure. Yeah, every game needs to do their trial differently because that giving me 14 days just makes me feel stressed out. That that's all it makes me feel. Is like, am I going to know at the end of this 14 days? Am I going to know? Do I have to pay for another month to find out? Like that... <laughs> no, it's better to hit a wall. Yeah, it is much better for me to hit a wall. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, um, yeah, Eve, Eve, the free-to-play Eve, uh, that's, that's starting real soon, too. November. So when is that? When are we going to Sunday Funday then? I believe it's November 15th, and I think Sunday Funday might be a terrible idea, but we can just... Because we'll never get in a group together if we're all doing that <laughs> no, intro. We gotta do. We out. gotta do the mmos.com begging extravaganza on Eve. All right, we go on Eve and uh, we all make all female characters master. and we all beg everyone. Whoever can beg the most money in an hour wins. You I thought that could be a lot of fun. Begging with people also begging because it's all gonna be noobs in the starting <laughs> zones. So like. You gotta try a different strats. You might try like you know ERPing them, you know like flirting with them. You might try like the old the financial domination metric, being like give me money, asshole. You know there's <laughs> there's all different strats. You gotta see what works. I think that'd be a lot of fun, like a different way of competing that's nothing to do with gameplay. Like almost like who is better at, at smoothing people. Uh yeah okay. I I'm always down to begging MMOs. Alte is a is a begging extravaganza. He 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 would play Eve online just I, to beg. <laughs> I just feel like you're both genetically equipped to haggle better than me. The Middle like, Eastern, uh... <laughs> yeah, the Middle Eastern haggle. I just, I don't have it in me. You know, I just, I just don't look like I can haggle. I, I'm too, I'm too white. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. I'm just, I'm just worried with Eve that we're gonna spend like half an hour literally just teleporting around. Well, yeah, that's the actual I, I love game. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you all pick the same faction, we'll be in the same space station. But I guess we'll figure that out later. Is it that time of the week, though? Is it the time of the week where we get to the interesting shit, or do we have something to, uh... I'm curious Actually, we do have one... Yeah, yeah. Bring that up. You know, that's all you. I don't... I think... I, I hope we're on the same page here. Uh, yeah. We have to mention Facebook launch... Was that what you were getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Facebook launched Game Room. It's a desktop client, so you can play Facebook games without logging into Facebook.com. A lot of people out there were speculating this is a competitor Steam. I don't know what they were smoking... I think this is just for people who already play Facebook games. Um, it is. You can go download it now from, I believe, GameRoom.com. I you, did download it. Have you downloaded it, it? All right. Yeah, I download. Just look at the interface. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I my what I'm considering is Facebook also owns Oculus, right? And Oculus also has a client. And I wonder if eventually Facebook plans to merge Oculus and this and have and try and create their own gaming platform. But for now, I think this is just a way for them to cater to people who are already embedded in Facebook gaming. I don't know if you guys have any opinions on this or not. Are there any like client-based PC games on the platform, or is it just strictly um, pretty just much Facebook any nonsense? game? This is the game room was developed uh, in collaboration with Unity, mm -hmm. so any Unity game can uh, function on it. So there's quite a few Unity games on and there, and some Flash games, and some Flash games, and then the typical Facebook games. But there's no, I don't believe there's any full-fledged Steam titles. Again, I don't think this is trying to compete directly with Steam. But I'll, I'll actually I'll launch it right now and take a look. Maybe not yet. Do you think Facebook is trying to get into the market that Steam is in? Or do you think this is just something completely different? Like, they just want to focus on their social <laughs> stuff? I... No, I, I think it's going to be social stuff. Because, like, the fact that they have no, like, what people would call core games there. Well, 
why would they? I mean, right? They have a whole different market with Facebook. They've never had the core game market. But the, but the social and, game market that you're talking about, Matt, has been in decline for years. If you look at Zynga, like they were on top of the world like four or five years ago. They're they're literally nothing now. They're gar- they're nobody's anymore. People don't play just, those it, social it's, games it's anymore. A, it's a large leap to go from strictly like games mm-hmm. that used to be in your browser client on um, Facebook.com to trying to like push Fallout 4 through yours and pull the Steam crowd away from Steam. And I don't think it's going to happen. But it, I think if anyone can do this, it's going to be Facebook or Amazon these or Microsoft. These are the three companies that have like the financial might to be able to fund something like this because they have... I mean, Facebook is obviously a giant company, but they also have the, the, the cloud infrastructure all over America to deliver content probably probably faster speeds than Steam if they wanted to because they have the infrastructure. They're a $300 you know billion who, uh, company. You know what I, Facebook's competing with? Here's hmm. my prediction. There's a lot of people... Uh, who use just Facebook, mm-hmm. right? They only use Facebook, and there's a lot of people in other countries that just use Facebook. They don't really use the internet or other platforms. And it's a lot of mobile games on here. And I think the, that somehow the, the whole point of this is to basically corner that market, get the people who only use Facebook and those in the future who only use Facebook, and get them on this platform because this is the only way they're going to play games. And I see Cops here. Cops is a mobile game. Uh, most of these look like mobile games. Look, and flash games and what you'd already find. Got me. Read the quote. From shooter to strategy, builders to bingo, find your game in game room designed for PC gaming. Sure, I think they're sure. taking a shot at Steam. I don't know if it's going to be successful, but I I hope they are for PC one reason. PC gaming means a lot of things, If though. this is a shot at Steam, it's a weak no, one. The reason being... If, in the long term, maybe. Yes, yes. Not like immediately, because obviously... Long, like years from now, the, the, toe, the, the, the little toe is touching the water right now, but... Sure. Don't you think Steam needs competition, though? Steam is... Yes. Gaben gets a cool 30% of every single transaction on Steam, you know? It, we all support Steam, but it's not—it's—it's not healthy to have just it's not, one dude, good platform. Valve has too much power, and I, I love they Steam. Do. I love Steam, but they take a big cut from publishers and even indie developers. So having some competition—if Steam brings that cut down to like fifteen percent from competition—I think it's a win-win for everyone. Like at least all you know consumers, not necessarily for for Gabe, but it's a win for everybody else. Okay, I have no idea why Microsoft has not launched or put more effort. Oh, into they got the Windows Store. Yeah, the Windows Store yeah. was supposed to be their they thing. They gotta start locking that shit down. They they, they are goofing st- for sure. They gotta start locking that shit down quick. Well, Aaron, remember they had there were uh, Fable was supposed to be their big push into uh, the Windows Store and kind of cornering the market for their own platform, and that fell apart completely. I got it. Ready? So they they oh, need something. Building that idea. Right, sure. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I love building that ideas. Windows 10 Starter Edition, free, but. You can only download programs and install programs from that store. If you want, pay $100 and get the regular Windows 10 and download from online. That's not a bad idea. Boom. And then Boom. They, they, can even, they can even use that to like make the next version of Windows like by default have that in too. You know, this could be like their... Yeah, Windows starter, baby. But it could work. Because I think that would actually be really... Because I think a lot of um, like a lot of the big PC distributors like Dell and HP... Some of the biggest cost is the is the licensing cost for the operating system. So when you buy a Dell, you can buy like a three hundred dollar Dell today, and it's half decent. But they can start selling that three hundred dollar Dell for two fifty or two thirty if they give you the free starter edition. So they might that might be a viable option for them. And for most people, like casual users, being forced to use the Windows Store isn't necessarily bad. They're not like you know hardcore users. Casual users. Because mm-hmm. I would circumvent that, but then again. Most people uh, aren't going to know how. 
Actually, it's pretty funny. Altai just said Windows 10 is still free if you lie and say you're disabled. If you go to the Microsoft website, because they stopped doing the free Windows 10 upgrades, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a section on Microsoft's website that says if you are disabled, we will when you use a special like accessibility device, you can download Windows 10 through this special link for free. Because like Windows <laughs> 10 has some like you know I guess some built-in features to help disabled people like read the text better, maybe with the better DPI settings, with the zoom and stuff. So everyone just lies now, and because I know I had to reinstall Windows 10 on uh, on a on a device I bought. So I just lied and said I was disabled. Do I feel bad about not, it? No. I'm not pretending to be holier than thou either. I also did that. I, I reformatted my laptop mm -hmm. and I lied and I said I was disabled. You are. I'll tell you, you, you have glasses. <laughs> you, have, you got glasses. You're dis you're visually disabled, right? I'm disabled too. I got glasses. Look, I, I did that too. And the reason I did that is because they didn't make me plug in a device and confirm it. If they're not going to do that. But that's like saying it's, that. But it's, that it's logic is like, look, I'm okay with being uh like being a little scummy in that regard. But Matt, that's like saying if they don't put the stickers bar inside one of those anti-theft devices, I got it. I can steal it because that's some, not what I'm saying. Some countries I'm do have anti-theft devices on stickers, and it's hilarious. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they literally did not ask you to verify it. <laughs> Let's see if I can find one of those pictures, but I can't right now. <laughs> but yeah. I think I think eventually we will move towards I think Microsoft or Facebook, someone or Amazon, someone's gonna step into the toes of Steam. Amazon. Steam, Steam cannot get away with charging thirty percent cut on everyone this long on how big the PC gaming market is. So I think somebody will eventually compete with them. We'll see. We'll see if anyone does it. All right, now we gotta move to the interesting shit of the week, and I think we got we got we got one we gotta touch because it just happened uh, last night. We got Nexon's G Star lineup, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I'm showing the trailer right nice, now. It was a nice trailer. Has, have you guys seen this yet? I don't know if all I saw because I, I, I put up like just last night. Why do you show that? I'll be right back. All right. Uh, basically, this just shows off every game that uh, Nexon is going to be presenting at G-Star, which is, uh, I think, the third week of November, Matt, if that's correct. Uh, I think it's the 17th, if I remember correctly. The 17th. That's uh, about correct. So you can see the names of the games at the bottom left. What was interesting about this, uh, we did see towards the end of this video, Peria Chronicles. Peria Chronicles is, is yeah, not Yeah, 17th to 20th. They're being shown off over there. But what's more interesting, I think, is there's a game that was missing over here, and that's MapleStory 2. People have been asking me even like regularly on my news videos, any news on MapleStory 2? Dragon S2, by the way, is coming there as well. Tree of Series Mobile. A lot of fun games over here, big games. But isn't it weird that... Nexon's iconic franchise, MapleStory, which is still one of the highest revenue-generating MMORPGs in the world and online PC games in the world. The, the sequel is completely like... They, they gave up on the sequel almost. It's not being shown off. There's no word on Western release date. Nothing at G-Star. Did they just give up on it completely? I think so. I think it was a flop. They're still doing events and stuff, but I, hmm. I think it's over. I think it's done. Have you guys seen Estelia? I know people are excited about that. Was it was it like a card game slash MMO? Matt, do you know anything about it? I just know it's a card game MMO hybrid, and it's going to have... Okay, so there are going to be five classes. There's a gameplay video in the G-Star News post, if you guys want to put that on. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to have, like, a character that roams around the world, and somehow you're going to have... Like, it's about the joy of collecting and nurturing. Like, I'm assuming the trading card type things. Mm -hmm. So it's probably going to be something closer to like Clash Royale system where you collect cards and then um, kind of level them up. And uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of it's weird. There's so many I games here I've never even heard of, like Project Red. 
A lot of these mobile games okay. blast. I have played Durango, and Durango is cool. Yeah? Yeah. So, that's awesome. I'm so Matt, what kind of game is it? Because I've seen the videos. It look, there was like two kinds of gameplay where one, like you're actively running around shooting things. Others seem almost like a, like a RTS view. Like, <laughs> what kind of game is Durango? It's got, okay, it's it's an MMO and you run around the open world. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but whatever. Man, we won't, we won't tell if you won't tell. Just, just <laughs> kick me out of the closed beta. Oh, well. Um, I've already played it. So um, you, you run around, you have to like gather stuff and craft and you, you do quests and stuff. And then you have like this giant community. Like I only played for like an hour, granted. Mm. So then there's like this giant community project basically at the end of the the island that you're on and you complete the project and then you like move on to another island and you work with other players and put it together with a bunch of different crafting materials mm -hmm. and then uh combat is kind of auto a little bit like you move around automatically but you kind of use skills you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you get into the combat and it just kind of dances around the other character like the enemies and you just kind of use skills and attack and it's, it's kind of cool Neat. and it's, it's very good looking for a mobile game I mean, we've seen a lot of impressive mobile games recently. Uh, there was that, you know, we're going to show off another one from the Identity Founder people later on. But mobile games obviously are getting better and better visually. And that's no surprise with how big the, the mobile game market is and how big, you know, obviously smartphone penetration is now in the world. And I mean, I know people are hyped about Peria Chronicles, but whether or not I'm actually going to be hyped is going to be entirely contingent on what they show at G-Star. Like, it's all on that like they barely showed anything before and people mm. got hyped mostly about the art style i think and what they were promising but depending on what gameplay looks like is going to depend on if it's on my map at all the art style is not enough with peri chronicles yeah what, what they showed that video almost seemed like a rehash of the previous like trailers i don't th i don't think they, they showed any like new gameplay because it... no i mean when they get yeah, the yeah, yeah. what they show okay. is going to depend but on in the trailer itself it showed the same exact art style and, like almost i'm pretty sure the same clip from the old trailer so it was like, I'm just saying yeah. the art style yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't enough. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Do we do we know anything about the other the only other PC game in development, which is Project Meta? I think they have a live. I think they have more than one PC game in development. If you look at this video, I mean, there was. A, I was surprised to no, see. No, no. There's only there's only Peria and Project <laughs> Meta. The other ones that are publishing. Okay, you're right. Yeah, the self developed. You're right. I heard literally nothing about Project Meta. Nothing at all. Oh. I didn't even know that. I didn't go through this video, so I didn't even know that was a thing until you just said it. That's, that's the only name I didn't really recognize. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't either. Can you buy? Can you guys yeah. believe Revolt Tales Runner like is gonna be a thing? Was the Tales Runner franchise that popular in Asia? Because it wasn't yes, very big it here. Was in Korea yeah. actually. I had a good stat about it. Let me see if I can find it while you guys. Because oh, it's a mobile game too. Yeah. So you can see all of their titles, but obviously there's a the big focus here is gonna be on uh is gonna be on mobile. Like almost so many of their games shown off. Look at the number of PC games versus mobile games shown off. And I think next year it's going to be even more one-sided. I'm excited oh, for yeah, Savior. So it has some of the most generic names I have ever seen. So, Unknown Heroes. Total Clash. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other okay. one? Uh, Fantasy Town. Fantasy Town. Sounds like a Disney game. Yeah. Need for Speed Ash, but the, yeah. At over 60 million players. Holy crap. And it, if you look at like the comments, even on MMOs.com, you know, it's one of the few games that um, uh, has, you know, has a decent, you know, conversation going on for a dead game, you know, in the in the comment section. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is, uh, it is interesting. I'll tell you, Dark Avengers 3, that seems to be another next, is this a mobile game or no? 
Might have been a mobile yeah. game. It looked, it, looked, yeah, it, looked, it looked quite good for a mobile game. A lot of these games are impressing me. There were shooting games in their mobile section, which was interesting. Yeah. The one's clearly on rails, the Gunpai one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um... I'm I'm really interested in Maple Blitz X, but I have a feeling it's going to be kind of Clash Royale-like, where you have to level up your cards. Um, I want to see more by Astelia. Let me see if we find a video for that. There's a video on the news article on the site. I said that. Let me go grab it. And then, uh, I'm rather intrigued by Need for Speed World. Need for Speed, or not Need for Speed World, Need for Speed Edge. Need for Speed World was cool and all, but it it felt like a free-to-play game, so I'm hoping that Need for Speed Edge... Whoa, it felt like a free-to-play game? What's wrong with that? It just felt cheap. You know, like cheap knockoff. Are you saying all games are free-to-play games are cheap? No, I'm saying in a franchise that's traditionally okay. Yeah, um, yeah okay, that's fair. Need for paid for yeah. it. It felt like the free-to-play version of Need for Speed. So I'm hoping Need for Speed Edge is an MMO, and mm-hmm. it feels better than Need for Speed World. I'm looking at uh, Estelia right now from uh, Step Power's channel. It's one of the only other PC MMORPGs they're actually working on. The whole uh, card game uh, slash MMORPG mix. I think, Matt, you mentioned earlier on, on uh, the Discord, it was similar to, I guess, Cardbound Hero, the only other game that tried to do that. The Cardbound Hero, uh, it shut down rather quickly. So hopefully they do better luck with that. TCG MMORPG. So is it actually a trading card game MMORPG? That'd be impressive. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not clear. And then uh, it's going to have, like, Coliseum PvP and mm-hmm. PvE raids. And I guess that's going to be most of the endgame content. That's what it sounds like. I think we're, yeah, I have no idea. We're gonna have a lot of uh, fun stuff to look at when G Star actually happens, because this is just Nexon's lineup. We gotta see, you know, there's a lot more smaller studios gonna be presenting there. We're gonna see a lot of uh, crazy amount of games over there. So we we have a lot to look forward to, and I think it's also cool to see that Nexon is still developing some big uh, PC MMORPGs, and because we always talk about mobile taking over, and some people are saying the death of the PC MMORPG, and I want to say actually steer the conversation for a moment to. Uh, there's a new game being worked on, worked on by Kakao Games and Blue Hole Studios. So let me go ahead and show you that bit of news. And it, they are they are billing it as a, I know as Gummy's favorite term, a triple A MMORPG. So there, there is a new triple A MMORPG in the works. Gummy, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know what that means. See, there's there's you could be a double A, you could be a single A, you can get some triple Bs. See, it's I key. See a triple B game. Triple D game. The double Ds, triple the triple D Ds. But is triple D an actual breast size? Because they got double D. Yeah, it is. Well, today I learned. I, I always thought it was just one one or two letters. Guys, you learn something new in demos like on podcasts every day. I, I learned something new this week too. Man, we know nothing about this game, unfortunately. But we just know that Blue Hole is working on it. And they're the guys behind Terra. So I'm personally excited to see that we are still seeing like bigger budget, like PC MMORPG is still launching because I know the, the the trend this year has always been us talking about mobile. So the PC MMORPG I think is far from dead, and the PC the PC gaming for free to play games is far from dead as well. I, I can agree with that. The death has been uh, greatly exaggerated. Well, actually, it's still growing the PC game revenue. So I don't know what the the death talk kind of was like two generations ago of consoles, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Alta and I predicted consoles would be on the way gone a while ago, but look how wrong we've been. Consoles are still big. Yep. Somebody should make the first triple S MMORPG. That's the trick. You gotta call your game a triple S game. 
Everyone else says AAA. AAA is boring, you know? Somebody's going to come out and say we are we are the world's first AAA S game. And don't even explain what that AAA means. AAA would be cool. Because you get triple S and like, you know, in MMORPGs, when you finish the dungeon, you get a rating at the end, you know? Gotta be triple S. But yeah. I do think, though, retail sales are going to die, even for consoles. I feel like so much of it is going digital now. But that's, 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 Listen, that's all time. We, we've been saying that forever. I thought GameStop would be bankrupt by now. Let's be real. Like, <sighs> like you can you can buy your games online. You can buy, like, everywhere sells games now. You can buy a Target, you can buy a Walmart. Why is GameStop still a thing? Like, I, th- I thought for sure they'd be gone years ago. And I thought digital distribution would take over on the because of PlayStation Store and the Xbox Store. But no, they're still around. All right, pop quiz time. What percent of Activision Blizzard sales uh, were, were digital? I know the answer, so I'm not going to answer because I put the news up. Uh, the previous news on that. I'll just guess uh, 20%. You think 20, what? Wait, 20% is digital or 20% is retail? 20% is digital. I guess Activision Blizzard. Overall Activision Blizzard? Yeah. Yes. 10%. 86% is digital. 86% is digital? I expected it to be a lot lower because of, um, like, kids buying Call of Duty and and stuff like that, console. Nope. So that's, you know, we're we're going that way for sure. Are you sure it's Activision Blizzard or just Blizzard? Because I know Blizzard is almost all, like, nine. It should be Blizzard, like, almost entirely digital, but people still buy Call of Duty. Activision Blizzard, for the third quarter, the company made 86% revenue from digital online channels. All right, that's impressive. They're they're going with direct, you know, direct distribution. Don't forget, Blizzard is almost all uh, digital, right? Yes. And don't forget King, which is King. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. That kind of skews it, too, because you can't... No, it doesn't. Blizzard is the biggest portion. Uh, King is about the same as Activision in size. I thought thought Activision... Well, I I thought Activision was bigger for some reason because of Call of Duty. I I think you guys are overestimating Call of Duty's uh, sales numbers. Yeah, clearly. Well, I I haven't seen the data, so yes. All right, guys, when you think Activision, I think (laughs) Call of Duty. Is there anything else that Activision does? I'm I'm sure they have, like, a Dar Hero or something, right? They do, I think, Skylanders and stuff. Yeah. Okay, that one doesn't count because I don't. I've, I Skylanders never crosses my mind until someone else mentions it. What else do they got? I, I think you're the only one. Wait, Destiny? Don't they have Destiny? Yeah, they got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got Destiny. That's true. But in my mind, Activision Blizzard is Blizzard. I I, I carry Blizzard close to my heart than I do Activision. I, today I learned they have Guitar Hero too. Ah, I do. I call that one as well. All right, about this, guys. You know the guessing game. What percent of EA's uh, revenues were digital? It's a lot. It's less than. Okay. EA is more console oriented. I'm right? going to say 50%. 50, 45%. That's my okay. guess. That's Dumbled. a remote guess. I'll say 65. Uh, wow, you guys are cutting out a lot. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, uh, I can hear you. What was your, right. What's your guess for digital for for EA? Uh, 70. 63. So Gumball was close to this. I get it. Gumby gets it. That's, but yeah, so we're going that direction for sure. So what are places like GameStop going to do? I, did they sell like? Can you buy like a mobile phone subscription at GameStop now? Is does anybody think that's weird? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to GameStop and sign up for a phone plan. What? No, they're gonna sell. They're, the, they're gonna send high end peripherals. They're gonna sell the Razer keyboards and. They headsets. do sell. They do sell that stuff now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're gonna sell reused games for a while. But you, but you, if everyone, if everyone's buying games digitally, I feel like actually I was looking at GameStop recently because I was curious like if why they're still around. And I look at their their like their investor pitch, and I think they said specifically that their their market is still insulated. Let me see if I can find the presentation because um they say digital distribution is a big problem because the game the file sizes on PS4 and Xbox are enormous. Yep. 
So all it, right, so that protects them a little bit because you you most people don't have super fast internet, and you can't have a you know. You can't have digital distribution when your internet sucks and the game's like 50 I, GB. You don't don't bet against technology with this because I think I think we're gonna get home internet. I, I think I made this call before. This is kind of unrelated, but we're coming towards the end. So, mm -hmm. I think landlines for internet is gonna die when 5G mobile comes out. 5G uh, mobile. Internet, we're gonna have modems in our house. The way we're gonna have, we're gonna have a 5G receiver in our house, mm -hmm. and we're gonna get internet the same way our phones do through the, through the you know, ether right. Right. Through the ether, okay. Yeah, so basically 5G, same as your phone, your computer's just going to download games, your your PS5 or 6 is going to download games through 5G, LTE, whatever they want to call mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's going to be like 10 gigs a second. All right, before, I want to ask you guys a question. What is the digital penetration for PS4 and Xbox One video games? Don't look at, don't look at the stream because the answer is well, out there. Can you define digital penetration? People buying the game from the PS4, I guess the, the PlayStation Store and Xbox, not buying the physical. I really don't think it's that high. Because they, they, uh, they say, can do it today. I'll say 40%. Matt? I'll go low. I'll say 25. I'll say, I'll, I'll go high and say 60. It's 20% at the moment. 20% uh, of PS4 and Xbox One games are, I guess, being purchased. They want to own it. So they want to feel the physical copy between their fingers. So listen, no, listen that's a minority. I think the technology. Clearly, it's not. Them. We just talked no, no, about no. that. No, no, but technology is hindering them. Like, like Omar said, you, downloading a 50 gig game for your PS4 is not easy today. I feel like these numbers are wrong. Somebody maybe I mean I'm being stupid, but if you look at it, it says it'll take 11 hours at 10 mega, megabits per second for a 40 GB game. There's no so way. Oh no, no, you can probably preload it like a week before it comes. Yeah, out. yeah, but but, but is yeah. it really? Hold on, if 10 megabits per second. You can download in 10 seconds 100 megabytes. In 100 seconds, you download a gigabyte. So that's what, 4,000 seconds? Is 4,000 seconds really 11 hours? Or am I retarded? Yeah. What? Hold on. 4,000 divided by 60 for minutes. No, that's one hour. So uh, uh, look at the math over here for a second, all right? Oh, oh uh, that is not even close to right. Okay. Because it's 10, 10, 10 megabits is one megabyte per second. I thought it was 10 megabytes per second. No, it's 8 megabits is 1 megabyte per second. Okay, all right. So I, I read that as, as, as megabytes per second. That was my that was my issue. That's what it'll take forever over here. All right. It's, yeah. That always screws me up because the M and B have to be capital for it to be megabytes per second. And MBPS, if they're all lowercase, is megabits per second. That always gets me. Sorry about that. And they actually break down what the ebook penetration is. I'm surprised. And that, that's actually 25 to 30% for ebooks. I thought physical books would be way more. And then you got you got mu music at 50 and movies at 40 to 45. But yeah, GameStop is still relevant for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Yeah, they're, they're, still, they're still hanging in there. Anyone right, want to so take it? We did, yeah, we did have some more uh, big foreign game news. Uh, let's start with... Uh, just throwing it out there that Lineage yes, Eternal one. is going to have something huge happen on November 10th. Maybe it, it might not be huge, Maybe. but it, it'll it'll be something. They're really gearing up to show us something. I think I'm predicting it's either going to be information about a closed beta that's coming up, or it's going to be another trailer. But this time it's going to be gameplay. Everybody seems to be convinced it'll be closed beta signups, but I, I don't think so. I don't think they're just going to drop them on us like that. I, I hate when people do this, like, oh, big announcement coming on X date. And it's like, you never know what it is. And usually it's like, half the time it's something stupid, like 
they announced like something useless like all right we're going to start our closed beta soon or like this close or it doesn't mean anything towards full release i think everyone wants to know when they can play lineage eternal and i don't think yeah. we're gonna find out on uh on november 10th but again something is happening on november 10th for lineage eternal and it's a game that's had a lot of hype alongside you know Ar- alongside lost ark so the fact that we got something is still good but the fact that it's probably going to be nothing is unfortunate and it should be noted that it was rumored that closed beta would start this month like based on some mm-hmm. sort of inside source but um i think the fact that they're still teasing announcements shows that it's not going to be this month but yeah we'll, we'll obviously learn more at the 10th but do you, are they still doing their like their strategy where the game is going to be available on mobile as well as well as pc because i remember that was like their thing when they first announced it well, I, I'm hearing conflicting reports now that like the whole simultaneous release worldwide might have been a rumor, and I'm not sure about the mobile, but I think the mobile thing is real. Think. You say that again, you got cut off at the end? Mobile is what? I think the mobile thing is real, but I'm not 100% sure. All right. I, I, I mean, I guess yeah. we, we won't know until they like, they could have dropped it mid-development for all we know. We'll know when they have more solid information. All right, we'll take a look at this, actually. I think we see some mobile. Lineage Eternal mobile game cloud support. Play Anywhere. G-Star. They showed off the, the Play Anywhere aspect of Lineage Eternal back at G-Star 2014. Look at this. Do you think we're actually going to get this? I'll take a look at the stream, too. Do you think this is going to happen? If so, oh, that'd be so cool. Wouldn't this be wait, awesome? streaming? Like, it streams it to the um, mobile phone? Yeah, I guess no. so. No. No, we're not gonna get he showed you on the PC the exact same thing, and now he's on mobile. Bullshit. He's doing the same thing. Calling bullshit! I'm calling bullshit okay. too. Okay, here's the thing though. <laughs> no way. Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Ten actually does stream to the Android, iOS, and 3DS clients. It's not actually on there. It streams it. Yeah, but, it, it um, could do that, but uh, this is not gonna happen. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but this ain't gonna happen. This is this is what kept Lineage Eternal stuck in yes, development for so you're long. You're right. I think 100% you're right. Because they, they tried to make this work, but it's not there yet. It'll be early there in 10 years or whatever, but not today. But, no um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's actually still a thing. They could have dropped it mid-development. I mean, we know basically nothing, right? But here's what I know. Here's what I do know. This cloud gaming is such bullshit, all right? It's the most hyped-up, nonsensical market in the world. You guys for years. Do you guys remember Gaikei? Sony yeah, so paid for $380 million in 2012, right? And guess what? It's zero. Zilch, not a, nobody's ever done anything with this again. They, they marketed like, okay, you can play all these real PC games on your computer. If you have, a, you have the worst computer in the world, but you can play these games. And the way it would work, the technology promised it would stream it from a really powerful computer back at their headquarters to your computer, to your monitor. <laughs> Didn't Omer, go you anywhere. You realize what happened to it, right? Hmm. Didn't go anywhere. I'll it's tell you that. PlayStation Now. It, that's something completely different. No, that is the technology. Sony bought Gaikai to turn it into PlayStation Now. I thought the, the core technology, you just play these, you could just stream these games. You're not doing that with PlayStation Now. The yeah. per, Gaikai's whole. Sp- I played on Gaikai when it first came out. I tested their, their service. Their whole mission statement was we're it's going to be. PlayStation right. Now is streaming. You stream it. To a different console than it was made for. But you were playing games on weak computers. They were cloud-based. You, you were playing... There were supercomputers on the back end of their infrastructure. And they were streaming to weak computers. But that's what they did with it. That's what that, Sony did but with that it. But they, 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 like they bought a website and then they turned it to PlayStation Now. Like, th- th- Sure, they, they, I think they saved face. 
Let me see if I can find some no, more information about this. That's what they did with it, because it's a cloud streaming gaming service. That's what PlayStation Now is. They took the back-end software and made it PlayStation Wait, Now. Up. Can I play, like, like Witcher or whatever on PlayStation Now without, like, having it installed and stuff? Yes. That's oh, what I'm okay, trying so to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, if you, I'm just trying to clear it up. I, I didn't know you could play without having installed. Like, Yes. That's what PlayStation Now is. It's cloud streaming. That's what I tried to tell you. All right. What I'm upset about is this, it was very hyped, this, the cold cloud streaming for PC, because on a PC, it has not gone anywhere. Remember, I remember Runes of Magic, right? You could play Runes of Magic on the browser with no download, and they promised that same bullshit cloud technology, where you could play all these 50 GB PC games on weak computers on a browser. And it worked for like a week, and then they just shut it down. I don't know why. So it hasn't gone anywhere on PC. Look, I haven't played console games since like uh, early PS3 era. So I'm a little bit out of the loop over there. I just on the PC, it's been an utter disappointment. All the cloud gaming nonsense. Well, I agree. I think it has been so far kind of pointless. I don't think it's going to go. I think Steam is the way to future. You download the game <laughs> through the cloud, then you just launch it from your end. It's possible that at some point you will just have cloud computing, and but it's a long ways off. We have to have more instantaneous like connections for right. the work. I'm curious. I, I want to look into the financials of Sony because I will bet you anything they wrote down the entire value of that investment to zero. But I I'll have to come back on the next podcast to give it to you because it's going to be in their financial statements. Because anytime a company buys another company, every quarter they have to write down if it changes in value. If the, if, if, if it, the value of the, if they don't use the service to the full price they paid, they got to write down the value of it on their balance sheet. And I, I'm curious what it's going to be, and I'll try to bring that number up next week, but I feel like it's going to be written down. And I'm just going to do a few more rapid-fire things that are right. pretty big. Uh, so first off, NCSoft is suing Netmarble because, and everybody's going, well, this is embarrassing, and I'm like, okay, stop with the tropes, guys. But anyways, basically what happened was NCSoft and Netmarble partnered together to avoid getting um, NCSoft being hostily taken over by Nexon. Mm -hmm. And... Before that, at some point, they had signed a deal to make Lineage 2 Revolution. Netmarble would be making it for mobile, and it's NCSoft's IP, obviously. And it's the Lineage 2 IP exactly, right? So um, they have the rights for that game for the IP. Later, Netmarble makes Auden or Aiden or however the fuck it's pronounced. And um, they it's alleged by NCSoft that in Aiden, they took parts of the Lineage 2 IP including the name Aiden, which is a popular location in Lineage 2, and a few item and spell names that are almost identical. And they're saying that they infringed on the Lineage 2 copyright, and that Marvel is saying, no, we didn't, it's not a PC game, it's a mobile game, therefore we are exempt. <laughs> Some shit like that. Oh. And uh, it's everybody's wondering how this is going to affect their business alliance after the whole um, thing with... Nexon, and of course, will Nexon try to take over NCSoft later? I mean, it's a, it's a good question, huh? They tried once. Well, I wouldn't be surprised they can. If they clearly want to. That they can, you know, find a way to make it happen. Can you imagine Lineage 2 being owned by NCSoft and just like the entire Lineage franchise? Or and Nexon, the yeah. entire Lineage franchise. Nexon like, is the Korean juggernaut. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Yeah, I could see it too. Go ahead, take over, Nexon. Get, get your monopoly going. Hey, in China, you have Tencent and NetEase that dominate the world, you know? NetEase, I think we mentioned this on the stream <laughs> earlier. The company that made Revelation Online, they actually developed it. They are bigger than Activision Blizzard. That's insane. They're like the second or third biggest gaming company yeah, in the world. It, at it's that pretty point. ridiculous when you put it in, uh, in yeah. retrospect. 
because we view like gaming in the West is like okay, we got we got we got Sony and their gaming stuff, but it's kind of hard to because they're a big conglomerate. But then we but you have basically you know EA, Activision, you know Ubisoft, these big companies. But then you have this Chinese juggernaut that we've never heard of that's actually bigger than all of those. It's nuts. And for uh, more news, Civilization Online is shutting down on December 7th. It technically never left beta, but we all call open beta release. So mm-hmm. it's been out for about a year. Um, I guess that the PvP-focused RTS-style gameplay mixed with the traditional MMO gameplay just didn't work in Korea. It was very, 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 like, PvP-focused. And you had to, like, take over the world with your faction. And mm-hmm. you could, like, sneak into other people's cities and take them over and then, like, have a spawn point for your faction and behind enemy lines and shit like that. And, I mean, in theory, it sounds great, but I guess it didn't work out. And, of course, the Civilization franchise is probably much more well-known in the West. And, um, yeah, it's, it's being shut down. We we don't know if that's going to affect the deals that were previously signed in other countries. I think China has a publishing deal that never came to fruition as far as I know. But I have no if, idea. If it shuts down that. in the home country, it's not a good sign anywhere else. Yeah. Guys, guys, the big and, news, big other news we had to cover. Final Fantasy XV Omen. The, the Final Fantasy... Uh, uh, Final Fantasy 15 mobile MMO. Oh yeah, they hired Machine Zone, yeah. now known as MZ, to develop a Final Fantasy 15 spinoff MMO for mobile. Machine Zone? Is this going to be like another? Is this going to be just like a, a city builder? Please no. Yeah, we have no idea. No, it's but... not going to be a city let's, builder. Let's see the video. Please no city builder. Please, there's, I will cringe. There's a video. I'm watching the video, but this is a cutscenes. No, there's, there's no gameplay or anything. Yeah. It just they just made the agreement. That's it. Please but don't here's... be a city builder. It won't be. It's going to feature story, the soundtrack, and uh, the narrative from Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, but a lot of people are surprised about this, but my thoughts are, they've been working on the game for 10 years. They've started to view each of their games as their own franchises, mm-hmm. like we saw with Final Fantasy thirteen and the whole... They had three games, and they had, like, Vegito Final Fantasy or something mm-hmm. that was like a spin-off of the thirteen series, but not really related to the thirteen series, and they have all this stuff. This was originally going to be part of the Final Fantasy 13 series as Final Fantasy 13 mm. versus. Um, so I, I just see it as they see Final Fantasy 15 as a franchise within a franchise and they're trying to expand into more than just the game they've been yeah. working on for 10 years. I mean, I understand that, that perspective. I, I just don't want to see a city builder because it's Machine you Zone. What is Machine, no what is Machine Zone done? They've done uh, Game of War and they've done the Mobile Strike. Do they have anything else? Well, Game of War is their big, their big product. No, both both Game of War and Machine. Well, oh, Mobile Strike as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're both Here, huge. Here's what I'm looking at. Right, I see a company that, as we've said, has had trouble breaking into the mobile market, and I see a company that has had no trouble breaking into the mobile market being hired on to help this other company get into the mobile market. That's what I see. I just don't want yeah, to see think, a city builder. Because what has Machine Zone done? They've done, I think, nothing but Mobile Strike. And- I, I don't think it matters. I think that Square Enix is just looking at this as they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's they- not like the people that work at Machine Zone only know how to make one kind of product. But, but that's all they've made so Wait, far, right? What's, what's wrong with the city builder? It's not I like know. It pers- I, you're right. I, don't, it just, I love Final Fantasy. Uh, the franchise means a lot to me. I just I cringe when I think of city builder. That's my, my personal, you know. Obviously, I think the game will be successful because Machine Zone knows how to make their game city builders and they're gonna make probably a shit ton of money but i just don't want to see a city builder because i'd rather see anything else hold up if everyone is playing city builders doesn't that mean it's a lot of fun Uh, yes yes it's a better game sure like i said (laughs) i clearly said 
my view is enough it's to jive. It's a better casino, okay? Yeah, it's let's, a better game. Call it what no, it listen. is. It's a better casino. I love the franchise. I just personally don't want to see it that way. Okay, that's my only. That's my personal jive, and I don't know. We'll, we'll see right. where it goes. I don't think we're gonna see a city builder. Though. I think it's gonna be more closer to Mobius. Yeah, I mean anything but city builder because you know, I'm still I'm still hyped for FF15 on my on, you know, console. I've, I have it pre-ordered, ready to go. Did you that, get your PS4.5? Not yet. It's coming out on Friday, I think. Yet? Friday. I see, I see. I'll wait for those initial... I'll wait for your review, and then I'll decide. I think you need a 4K TV to really make use of it anyway. But I don't, I have, do not have I don't even TV. have a 4K TV, so probably might be overkill well, for now. keep your fingers crossed for Black Friday. Yeah. Nice like, deals alerts on. That's true. Right, keep my, well, I'm probably going to be rushing on Black Friday to get up and get on Nintendo's website and buy a $100 new 3DS because I need a new 3DS finally. Wait, is that going to be on sale? I kind of want one too now for the new Pokemon. Not uh, and it's not going to be an XL, but the new 3DS just on its own. They're going to be black and white ones that are on sale for a hundred dollars. Nice. Friday. It's not a bad deal at all. The no. the non XL actually looks a lot sleeker, in my opinion. Well, the XL is for the bigger screen. Yeah, I know, but just it. I like the bigger screen, but it doesn't look as sleek. I think the same has been true of every DS so far, though. Yeah. A lot of mobile game stuff, guys. I think we'll touch up on one more, and then I think we're going to call it. Uh, Project 100, uh, this is, like I think, one of the better-looking mobile games because it's showing actual gameplay, not just cutscenes. It's made by the Identity Games uh, co-founder. His name is, I'm going to pronounce it horribly wrong, Jung Sik Park. I got the park part right, but maybe the... That sounds right. But the, the Jung, is it Jung or Yong? Yong. I'm going to go with Yong. I like the way it sounds. Uh, Yong, what about S-I-C? How do you pronounce Where, it? Where is it? Young Seek Park. Young Seek Park. All right. It's Jung. It's Jung. I don't like it. I don't like it. We're calling it Young. All right. <laughs> you get some actual gameplay over here, and I think it's what is this? Howard Thirteen. I think of Metal Gear Solid for some you know obvious reason. This game looks gorgeous. Actually, this game. Uh, <laughs> I saw the trailer for this. I thought it was a PC game. Like, yeah, I thought it was a PC game. I thought. Uh, Wow, because it just shows you that mobile is so quickly catching up. The graphics are great. Again, yeah. The graphics are good. And look at that. Wow. It, it needs to be stated, this works on an S4. Yeah. I mean, they, they've tested it on an S4. I don't know how they did it, but this somehow works on an S4. And guys, what looks the coolest here is we're seeing an open like area. Because like so many of these games, where there's Heroes of Credible Tales, Devillian Mobile, it's almost wow. like a tiny ass pathway. We he, think it's an open area. Yeah, we don't know. We Obviously, really there's don't nothing know. known about be, the game. I, I think it'll be hallways, personally. Probably. I think it's going to be Blade and Soul hallways. I think it'll be slightly more open hallways, but hallways. Oh, God, no. Now we're watching the actual... Uh, let's, we'll see. We'll see a guy actually play it. Let's see. Look at this. I haven't seen this video yet. It looks a little bit broader, but we'll see if there's actually room to move around. Because is he in a party? More importantly, though, it, it looks so smooth. Yeah. Like, the controls yeah. are pretty Look at standard. That looks really nice. Mm -hmm. thing is, I, I can't... I, and this shows you, just like we had a conversation before about the differences between, say, like, your aunt and you when it comes to keyboards, I can't use a smartphone and play a game like this. I just suck at it. I I, I haven't played many games like it, and that's probably my problem, but I'm but not built have for to it. Adapt. You're, you're Most people aren't willing. Exactly. You're on even footing now, Gumbo, with new players, right? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, you're imagine, right. Imagine how confused a new player feels on a keyboard. You yeah, know, right? I, I know, I understand how, say, my dad would feel trying to use my computer to play a game when I try and play a mobile game. Mm -hmm. Like this, when when it requires, you know, I could play Candy Crush, no problem. But something like this, where it requires more 
finesse. There's something weird about. I like, maybe I'm not used to it either. Obviously, I'm not saying the problem is with the the, the, the mobile. It's, it's, the problem is with me. But when I use yeah. the when I use the like the D-pad on the left side of the screen, it always feels awkward because like I'm used to like yes. some actual physical feedback when I'm hitting a key or if I'm using a gamepad, right? But the thing is, I think we will eventually see like well, they actually already have peripherals for these mobile devices where you have a controller. So I think maybe those might take off for like well, more serious games. I don't know. More hardcore games. We're going to have haptic feedback soon. Like the new um, iPhone has it with their home button. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Feedback one. I like so eventually, that. that'll be built into the screen too, I think. I really hope it's better than the Steam controller. I know everybody praised it, but I thought the haptic feedback on the Steam controller was awful. Well, okay. apparently everyone may have praised it, but it never caught on, did it? No, there you go. That's why critics don't so, matter. So there you go. I think you knew best, man. Called it. Also, uh, you guys were all surprised by the graphics here for mobile. Yeah. I've been saying it for a while. I think the average phone that goes for sale, like in 2018, 2019, will be stronger than the average computer for sale. In yeah, you've year. been saying that for a while, but we haven't really seen games take advantage of that. This is, yeah. this is the first thing that made me go, wow. But again, okay. it's, it still looks good, but it's still not like... Give it another year, I think we're all going to be really wowed. Visually. Sure, sure. Remember, just graphically, but, but isn't everything. this is definitely everything. a big yeah. step. Yes. Like, I can't think of a mobile game I've played... And I, I, played, I guess Mobius Final Fantasy looks nice, but it's it's all because the gameplay is so limited that they're able to set up this cinematic flair. But that that's nice looking. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I think uh, that's that's it for the for the live show. We can talk about some fun stuff in the after show. We got some uh, some political drama coming through. I think uh, odds of a Trump victory are declining. But anyway, we'll, we'll okay, keep... I mean, I'm actually following it on Google. and uh... yeah, I'm curious, too. It's, it's pretty fun. close. It's Live close. time makes it look closer than it actually is. No, it, no, I'll tell you what the actual odds are. A bet on Trump right now pays 9 for 1. His odds are plummeting. It's going up. He's crazy. No, he, yeah, yeah, he got worse. He's yeah. done, I mean, obviously... All right, anyway, that's <laughs> it all after talk. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Actually, actually it's, not, it's not the 7 for 1 now. It was 9 for 1 about 20 minutes ago, so it changes every second. But anyway, guys, fun. for the after show, uh, later on YouTube, watch us always live Peace, at 4 p.m. PST. See ya. Or just watch it on the archive. Or watch it wherever you want. That's but... true, because you get chat in the archive. But it's better to watch it live. Everything's more fun live, all right? It's true, it's true. It's raw. It's raw. You never know what can you can interact. You can go crazy. Feedback. Yes. All right, later, YouTube. It's like a Howard Stern show. Someone's boobs are coming out any second. <laughs>